everyone, welcome to Books, Books and More Books. I'm Maddie and today I'm going to be talking about my favourite blank characters edition. So today I'm going to be talking all about my favourite characters from books and so like good guys, bad guys, main protagonists and like my favourite ships because I'm a shippy person, I love shipping people, it's like my thing. (laughs) Um... Like, as much as I hate reading romance novels, I love shipping people in not romance novels. But today we're only going to be taking into account um, canon ships, or, you know, ships that are regarded as canon, because if we didn't, there would be too many for me, for me to list. So I'm doing my top five um, of favourite things. Uh, yeah, if you enjoy this, make sure to share it wherever and yeah and uh you know i'm terrible at having an upload schedule so i'm just gonna ditch the whole monday episode thing i'm just gonna do an episode when i feel like it so um yeah good luck with keeping up (laughs) because uh it's, it's gonna be random but i know you could do it it'll be fine now let's uh get get into the favorites before i ramble on any more about random things Spoiler alert, this contains stuff, so if you haven't read the books or seen the films or anything, then uh, you might want to do that first, I mean you can listen anyway, but it might ruin your enjoyment a bit. So yeah. Okay, so we are going to start off with my top 5 favourite good guys, we're going to call them. I know it's like a small kid's term, but like they're not protagonists because they're not the main characters in the story because it's not like where the story's point of view is from some of these are debatable in that sense um but so for example this list would include like harry potter or um like clary Frey or katniss because um they're protagonists rather than good guys with this regard that's that's what i mean basically so um, I'm going to go from five to one because that makes more sense to me. So, at number five, we have Gail Hawthorne from The Hunger Games. I just like Gail. I think he was like a really good friend to Katniss. And I am on Team Gail on this argument. Because I don't think Katniss and Peter are supposed to be, but that's another story for another day, because otherwise I'm going to get too worked up. Um, so, yeah, I just think Gale is a good character. I think his personality is good, and I think he knows how to survive, and, you know, he could lead a rebellion if he wanted to. Yeah. (laughs) Then at number four, we have Effie Trinket from The Hunger Games. I love Effie. She's just so funny, and... She brings a lot of lightheartedness to the games because obviously they're quite dark books. Um, but I think Effie is just so funny. I love her personality, and yeah, she's just an all-round great person, really. She's funny, her manners thing, her accent is really rather brilliant. And um, the way that she connects to Katniss as the games 
go on really because um you see at the beginning she's kind of just oh yes i'm a posh ponzi capital member whereas like when she's entered into the court of quell she's all like oh no catness you're going to die so so yeah i like the way she changes really then at number three we have jace wayland herondale lightwood whatever you want to call him um from the mortal instruments series it's kind of similar to Gale in this case. I think Jace is nice, you know. He's he's a good person. And he went through a lot. Like, a lot. And yet he still carries on. And I think that's really good and amazing. And I think his love for Clary... Uh, <laughs> spoilers for my shipping thing. But, you, you know, you know that's going to be up there anyway. Um, yeah, I, I just think they are... Uh, uh, the well I think he's quite hard on himself which is very relatable for a lot of people especially me I'm hard on myself I'm a very much a perfectionist so I like everything to be perfect and I always want to do better I always think I could do better even if it's like the best thing I've ever done yeah that's pretty much why I like Jace I relate to him quite a lot because well yeah and um left-handed unite we're good people and I, I love that that's a detail in the books. I'm really sad they missed other films and series, though. Because, yeah, lefties are besties, basically. <laughs> um, anyway, at number two, we have Joanna Mason from The Hunger Games. I promise you, this is my last Hunger Games character on this list. They're just really well-written characters. Like, really well. And um, I love Effie. She's not Effie, Joanna. Uh, because she's just so rebellious and funny for that, really. I think she's absolutely mad, which I love. She's just so great being mad. And I think she has some brilliant lines, both in the books and in the films, that are very true. They kind of reflect um, life and rebelliousness i don't know where i'm going with this one okay i just really like joanna i just think she's really kick butt she's really cool um and uh i loved her interview scene in catching fire it it was just brilliant <laughs> she just swore at everyone and um yeah i uh have a lot of respect for joanna Okay, at number one, you probably guessed this was coming. It's Hermione Granger from Harry Potter because, oh my gosh, so relatable. Um, she is like me, basically. I'm like always trying to be smart and I'm like, yes, I know the answer. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely not a tryhard. Uh, yeah, I just think she's a really good character and... I think she's kind of the person that's like, right, we're going to get you through this, Harry, if it's the last thing we do. You know, she's one of those people, and um, I, I love her. Stop, stop, stop. You're going to take someone's eye out. And besides, it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Yeah, I love that. Um, it's, like, one of my favourite bits. It's probably my favourite quote, I have to say. Um, or priorities, you know, that that's a good moment. But... Either way, Hermione, I just love her. She's been my favourite since I was like six years old and my mum was reading the books to me. 
And, you know, she's like my fictional best friend, I think. I, I just love Hermione too much. <laughs> now it's time for my top five protagonists. So these are like the main characters in books. Um, and so they're kind of the people who tell the story. They're like the main protagonists. If you read, you'll probably know what I mean, or if you've ever sat in an English class. But yeah, just in case you didn't know, Google it. <laughs> it's because I'm terrible at explaining what a protagonist is. It's basically the main good guy. So, at number five, we have Triss Pryor from Divergent. So you're probably wondering when Divergent was going to turn up in this, because I kept banging on about it. I think I did a whole episode on it. Um, but yeah, I like Triss. She's nice. And I think the struggle she goes through, although it's kind of distant, is relatable. I think that's one of the great things about the books. There's so much you can relate to modern life in it, even though it's set like 200 years in the future. I love Triss. She's nice. She's, again, very kickabout. I think she's a nice opinionated person because in a lot of books, you get female characters that are just kind of, oh my god, I don't know what to do. Where she's like, yeah, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it well. And um, that's what I love about Triss, basically. She's just, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Then at number four, we have Clary Frey from The Mortal Instruments. I like Clary. We're just going to start with that again, basically. I think the way she kind of coped with transitioning into the shadow world is very good. And again, um, her relationship with Jace, she got through fake incest. <laughs> um... Which is really something to behold as a reader. Um, I still ship them all the way through, though. <laughs> but yeah, I like Clary. I like the fact that she's quite arty. Because you don't... Like, in a lot of things, there isn't really a fleshed-out character thing of what they really enjoy doing. I feel like I don't really know what the characters in most books like doing in their spare time. It sort of just focuses on the story and that's their personality in the story rather than what they were doing. So I like that about Clary because we know who she is really and um I think the fact that she has a crisis to say the least when her mum gets taken away in City Bones makes a lot more sense than a lot of books because they were like yes I'm a superhero now I must go on a magical quest to find my mum and although it does turn into that we still have the panicked moment uh which I think is really good I, like obviously it's bad um but I think it's good that it was written like that because you don't see enough of that quite frankly it's they're just all superhuman people whereas Clara is very yep I've just had a crisis because my mum's disappeared and I'm dating my brother <laughs> you know it's like it's like you who wouldn't have a crisis in that situation basically and then at number three we have Zaley from um children of blood and bone um guess what this one's gonna start with i like Zaley. <laughs> um she's just really cool and i like um the amount of unempathy we'll call it that unempathy that she has for Amari at the beginning of the book she's just like oh come on get on with it 
Um, I really like that about her because not everybody's going to be warm and open to having like some random person going along with you, especially if it's the princess of the like people that look down on you. Um, so I think that that is a very well written, very realistic concept that's put into the book, and I think it makes Zelie's character a lot more interesting. Also, I really like Zelie and Inan as a couple. Like, I, I know Inan dies, and that's sad because it means it can't carry on in the series unless they like bring him back to life with. Oh! Oh my, I'm so sorry. I just realised that. Celia's oh, a reaper, so I think she might bring in Anne back. <laughs> okay, I'm uh, sorry, the mental brain crash realization thing there. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pre order the book now. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to. Um, anyway, back to the point. Yeah, I admire Zaylee's determination through all of it. I think she would be a really nice person in real life because she's been through a lot and she's quite cold which is good for a character to be that because not everybody's warm and fluffy to everybody like people have got to understand that <laughs> um then at number two we have Katniss Everdeen from the Hunger Games can you guess where this one's going to I like Katniss <laughs> she's just really nice you know I think again the cold-heartedness is nice if you see what I mean in inverted commas because again used to very warm characters and I also like Katniss I was like I do archery and stuff I have a bow and so the story was quite easy for me to relate in the sense of hunting um yeah I don't hunt but like I know how a bow works so it's much easier for me to picture all of it like very in depth and I like her smartness really um she like had a revolution basically and also can we just talk about jenna flores's acting when rue dies for a minute like i saw the film before i read the books which is highly unusual for me but it was somebody's birthday party so i kind of had to go and watch the film i couldn't like shut my eyes um so we went and watched the film and the one bit I remembered, because I didn't really understand the story that much, like, I knew she'd, like, have to win to go home, because otherwise she'd fight to the death and stuff, but I didn't, like, understand it in depth, like, the way you would if you had read the book. But the one thing that stuck out to me is um, Katniss's breakdown when Rue dies, and it, like, touched me so much, because that's exactly what would happen in real life. You just scream and shout until you, like, passed out from overexertion or something, and... Yeah, that bit just really stuck with me, which is one of the reasons why Katniss is one of my favourite protagonists, because she does break down. She's all tough on the outside, but she does have a lot of emotions. And yeah, um, that's kind of why I love Katniss, pretty much for that moment, which is unusual because I normally frown on the movies, um, because they're not as good as the books, obviously. But yeah, still <laughs> i i really like katniss as a character then at number one can you guess we have harry potter because you know harry potter means a lot to me and i love him being a protagonist not in that way but you know um 
I just think he's a very relatable character because again he goes from being normal to going complete in this like completely crazy world but I think because it's not instantly into like a bad world and also he's only 11 when he finds out unlike Clary who's 16 who like kind of understands the world she's not 16 she's 18 never mind she like understands the world whereas he's like oh it's full of wonder it's magical um yeah I think there's a lot of relatability as like little kids because that's the kind of thing you do if you got introduced to a magical world you wouldn't be like oh my god no 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 you'd kind of be more oh this is amazing um yeah I think that's something quite cool and I also like how he struggles more and more as the books go on because things get tougher for him I think generally heroes in books are kind of just yes we could do this like almost emotionless um and so I think that being able to see the deterioration in his confidence over time as Voldemort gets more and more powerful I think that's like really good (laughs) basically um yeah that's that's pretty much why Harry is my favorite protagonist now we're going to take a look at the antagonists, or the bad guys. So, the anti-protagonists, let's call them. So, at number five, we have Peter from Divergent. You know, I kind of like Peter. Like, this is a list of bad guys that I like. Not as in, like, I'd like them as a friend, but I like them as bad guys. I... No, he's not really a bad guy because he turns in the end, but he kind of is a bad guy at the same time. Yeah, I I just kind of like him as a bad guy because he is very full of himself. And I think that's a trait that a lot of like supervillains possess. But I think to see a 16-year-old with it is just really funny. Um, and, you know, he's kind of like a bully to Triss. And so... Yeah, I I like the fact that there is that bully element that then amounts to something greater when he goes and joins Janine. I think that's very cool. Um, it's something that's not really done very much, which is why I like Peter as a bad guy so much, because he's a very unique bad guy, because I haven't really read that many books where the bully like goes and shoots people on like in, in a war on the opposite side. I haven't really seen that in a book before. Then at number four, she's not really a bad guy, but she's an antagonist, um, is Clove from The Hunger Games. Um, I like Clove. (laughs) We're going back to this. Um, She's really cool. Like, proper cool. She's like, Joanna Mason level cool. Because she just like, throws knives, and she's, again, pretty psychotic and mad. Um, And I really like her as a bad guy because you don't see a lot of girls with the ability to throw knives in books. Like, you don't see them be like, yes, I could hit you. Yes, I could hit you. It's more like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to get better at this. Whereas she's just like, yes, I'm good at this. I've trained my whole life. I could do it. You can't. Um, Yeah, I, I really respect Clove for that. And I like how psychotic she was. And I think the way she was going to cut up Katniss's face is very original. Um, It's an original way to kill someone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
yeah, like, Clove is a really good bad guy because she's so easy to hate. Um, yeah, she's just really easy to hate, but then you also have a lot of admiration and respect for her because she's so hateable. <laughs> I know that doesn't really make any sense, but it, it does in my head, okay? So then we have at number three, Bellatrix Lestrange from Harry Potter. Now, you probably guessed there were going to be a Harry Potter bad guy in here. I don't really like Voldemort that much. He just kind of annoys me. Um, but yeah, I like Bellatrix. Again, because she's absolutely hell-bent on destroying people. Um, I think her devotion um, to Voldemort runs very deep. Um, you know, to the point where, like, what Voldemort and Bellatrix had was, like, the closest thing to love that Voldemort could have. Um, and I'm probably going to deviate a bit because I quite like Delphi as much as I hate the Cursed Child. I do really like Delphi as a character. So, you know, her and Bellatrix are kind of like the same for number three. I just really like them both as to how devoted to the cause they are. And yeah, that's why I like Bellatrix. <laughs> and number two, we have Janine Matthews from the Divergent series. And Janine is just kind of really cool. Like, she's one of those evil genius mastermind people. And a lot of people say I'm like her. <laughs> Which it's, um, I hope that's for my good parts, not my bad parts. Um, but yeah, I like Janine. She's smart and she knows what she wants. And... In some ways, I can see why um, she became a bad guy because, yeah, but then in others, I think the only reason she did become a bad guy is because she took what she believed in to be way too far. She was, she just had extremist views, basically. Um, and I think that's an interesting concept for a character in a dystopian novel because a lot of the time that isn't the case with... Um, fictional characters they're like hell-bent on destroying people rather than taking their views to the extreme and causing a war as a result of that um which I think is really good to have an antagonist that's like that and I think Janine is very well I like her persuasiveness as well because I know you get persuasive villains but I think hers is really something because you don't really know she's being persuasive until it's too late. She's more just like, yes, I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm, mm, yeah, let's just have a nice conversation with you. Now, I kind of want to put a bonus one in here because I've realised I've missed someone off my list. So um, this is going to have six <laughs> because I realised that I missed out... Oh no, I've forgotten her name. Oh, give me two seconds. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I am um, like Camille from the Mortal Instruments series. She's the vampire and I like her more in the series than I do in the books actually. So I like Abora TV because like, she has a bit of a bigger part in the earlier books. But I just like her because... Again, she's very seductively persuasive. So, like, a proper kind of true vampire, really, which I think is really cool. Um, 
because obviously the mortal instruments defies the stereotypes in a lot of regions with downworlders you know like fairies are all good they're half angels half demons like yeah um i so i think it's kind of nice to have a classic vampire in there that's like killing people for their um blood yeah I like Camille for that. But anyway, back on track. We'll call that a bonus one. <laughs> At number one, we have President Coralanus Snow from The Hunger Games. Um, I like President Snow as a villain because he is very manipulative. I think manipulation is something that isn't used enough in books. Like, there's always persuasion, but I think sheer manipulation by, like, sending subtle messages with the flower, the flowers, no, the roses, let's be more specific, um, to Katniss that he was watching her because he dropped all the roses on Bombed District 12. And I think the Ruthless Killer aspect of him is interesting when you mix it with the manipulative side of him. I think that's quite cool. It's, you know, interesting and unique to Snow. Um, and I think he's a very smart person and um, he's very similar to Ollivander's description of Lord Voldemort in Harry Potter that he did great things, great but terrible things because, of course, he um, achieved quite a lot and, you know, made a country function, um, but he also murdered a lot of people in the process of that um so the great but terrible things reigns very true with him and i also think that his understanding that hope is stronger than fear is something quite interesting because a lot of the time you see antagonists that don't really understand that they just think oh yes we just scare everyone they'll do our bidding um whereas he kind of understands how societies work which a lot of people don't in books, which kind of makes me sad because I think there would be a much deeper kind of... not really connection, but that's what I'm going to use. Um, there'd be like a much... oh, much deeper-rooted meaning to the books if they understood that and found ways to work around that, which is what Snoop did, and that's why he's my favourite villain of all time. All right, then, the last section. You can probably guess what this is. Because I'm a shippy shipper. It could be very easy to say a rude word in this, but I'm going to try my hardest not to. Um, basically, uh, if you haven't seen it, you need to find this thing that's uh, an OTP shirt. So it uses, like, the UPS logo, and it says OTP. Um, we ship anytime, anywhere, any place. And that is literally me. I need that shirt because I ship everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't like romance novels, but, y you know, I like the ships in fantasy books. Um, but, yeah, let's take a look at my top five. So, at number five, we have Team Gale, which is kind of canon. I just put it in there because I don't really like... Katniss and Peter together, I think Peter has too many emotions, and I think Katniss is far more suited to Gale, and I think they just work better as a couple. Um, yeah, I think they should 
be together forever um <laughs> rather than gail going off to like district four i think it was i don't know maybe you went to district two i can't remember right i haven't reread mocking jay i've read the other two but i haven't reread mocking jay yet um reread okay I- i've read them originally i just haven't reread them before um anyway <laughs> yeah i'm on team gail and it's kind of canon so i figured it counted then at number four we have fortress from the divergent series okay um <laughs> so uh this one might get a little bit emotional um and i might end up shouting and you might want to turn the volume down but anyway i love a fortress it's one of my favorite ships but the only reason i only put it at number four is because well actually no i didn't put it at number four we're gonna move on to fortress later i realized i got a switchy arrow um At number four, we have Zaley and Inhan from Children of Blood and Bone, because I like these two together. I think the whole turn of prince aspect is quite interesting that, um, you know, he like liked the convict who he was after and like hellbent on murdering. Um, I think that's a good switch. I don't know their ship name, so we just got to call them Zaley and Inhan. Um, yeah, I like them as a couple i think they're a good couple and i think it adds an interesting dynamic to the story and i hope inan comes back in children of vengeance of virtue because otherwise it'll be very sad uh, <laughs> yeah just, you know you could do some bring back from the dead magic uh, yeah <laughs> um anyway aside from my little slip up let's go to number three at number three, we have Hinny um, from Harry Potter, so Harry and Ginny. I like them, you know, they're fairly decent. I'm a drowry shipper personally, but I'm only doing canon because I'm nice. Um, and otherwise there would be too many ships to fit into my top five, just saying. Um, yeah, I like Hinny. They're just a decent ship. <laughs> then at number two, we actually have Fortress. Um, so I love Fortress as a ship. I think it's a really, really good ship. They were my OTP for quite a long time, but then I read another book and I was like, oh, no, this is my OTP now. Um, and I think they have such a beautiful relationship and I think it's perfectly reasonable that Triss is kind of scared of intimacy and everything. I think that's quite like normal because obviously she was raised to be wary of affection. But yeah, I love them together and it's so sad when Trish dies like I can't believe Trish died like like props to Veronica Roth for being that brave um to kill off her protagonist but yeah I I don't like the, the chapter where Tobias went to spread Trish's ashes down the zip line Oh no, I, I'm like welling up thinking about it. It's like so sad. Like I didn't cry when Tris died because I realised it, it was kind of okay. Like she was better there. But then the reaction to it from other people just made me so sad. And I, oh, <laughs> I still can't, still can't think about it properly because it's just so sad. So, so sad. <laughs> um. Yeah, in case you were unaware, I'm I'm really sad about that. 
Anyway, moving on to number one. At number one, we have Clace from the Morsen Instruments. Uh, this is Clarion Juice. They are my OTP. I love them so much. They are like... <laughs> like, I, I fangirl so badly over them. Like, I start screaming and like... Oh. And, um, uh, yeah, I do this, like, weird singing thing. And I get all excited. And it's like... Ah! <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm not... I don't really do that normally. It's, like, not a regular thing for me to do at all but I love clays I think they are great together I love the dynamic and I know it's really bad and I really shouldn't have done this but I did ship them all the way through their through their incest bit um, because they worked and yeah like who who doesn't love a Clary and a Jace I mean they just work so well together and I think the film cast them better, just saying. Um, I think the casting in the TV series is really good, but I think the old Clary and Jace were better. Just putting that out there. But yeah, they're an amazing ship. I love them. They're, like, great. And, yeah, <laughs> they're just really good together. And they're, like, meant to be. And I think... They have so many twists and turns with their relationship that it proves that they really are meant to be together because it's, like, really tough what they have to go through, but they get through it all anyway. Anyway, that is it for this episode of um, Books, Books and More Books. If you enjoyed my top five or, you know, me waffling on and fangirling for, like, half an hour, then um, make sure you follow this podcast and share it with any friends who you think might enjoy it too. And then, yeah you know, like, leave a message on the Anchor app if you use it, and you might get it in a podcast and stuff. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Um, Yeah. See you soon.